The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. It's flying something behind it. I can't quite make it out. It's a large banner, and it says, uh, Happy Thanksgiving from W-K-R-P. What a sight, ladies and gentlemen. What a sight. The copter seems to be circling the parking area now. I guess it's looking for a place to land. No, something just came out of the back of the helicopter. It's uh, a dark object. Uh, perhaps a skydiver plumbing to, to the earth from only 2,000 feet into the air. Second to the third. There's no parachutes yet. in the morning for this 23rd day of November 2023. Today's show, as always, is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD over there at SeatGeek.com and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase of uh, football ticket base or uh, basketball, hockey, uh, get some tickets for the holiday season, whatever you got going on, but make sure you guys use uh, SeatGeek for all your ticket needs. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com for all the great articles and other great podcasts, such as No Credentials Required, which I just finished watching uh, over there on YouTube earlier this morning, getting ready for for our show here on Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving Thursday down in the United States. Uh, uh, happy Thanksgiving to all of our American listeners, and thank you very much from all of us here at 1420 World Headquarters for uh, listening to the show or watching on YouTube, reading all the articles that we got over there on the 1420 Sports Bar com on a daily basis we thank you very much for all the support you've given us over the three plus years we've been doing into this crazy uh, venture of ours anyways it is uh les nesman there he was talking about the turkeys hitting the uh hitting the uh, concrete like uh like a bags of wet cement and uh, mr carlson saying uh saying uh what did he say what did he say as god is my witness i thought turkeys could fly one of the greatest moments uh in, t- in television history and comedic moments in television history uh you don't get to watch that enough when it comes around on on, a, on thanksgiving day uh, you make sure you tune into that and watch that and get a good laugh about it. Uh, the turkey dump is a thing. It's a uh, uh, right across the country, United States. There, they talk about the, the turkey dump. People come home for the holidays for the first time since going away to college, and they uh, they see their ex or their old boyfriend or old girlfriend, and they think that you know things are going to get back together. And the person who comes home, uh, they usually get dumped, and the turkey dump uh, turns out like this. They they've moved on, they've grown, they've everything else. But we're gonna have a 
a bit of a different kind of a turkey dump, not a Nesman turkey dump, not a an American uh, like a going up back to the bar for the first time turkey dump. But we're going to do a fourteen twenty turkey dump uh, right here for you guys both the National Hockey League. Uh, we talk about a lot the uh, the marker pretty much for the National Hockey League season. Four teams on the uh, on the, the bubble there. We talk about it all the time here, uh, and everybody does talk about the American Thanksgiving being the time of year when you could say, okay, if you, this is where you, where you are, this is what you're going to do, this is how you're going to get around it, and uh, this this you're, you're a playoff team or you aren't. I got six or seven or eight, maybe we'll see how many we get through today, that teams are not making the playoffs, that's a guarantee uh, that, that they aren't uh, got there's some that were no-brainers. There were some that were on the bubble. You thought they might take make the next leap. And then there's a one for sure. We'll talk about them probably at length maybe tonight as well on the 1420 Sports Bar. When Dave uh, talks about it, I don't know how much we'll get into that because it's uh, it's an absolute tire fire. Probably the biggest tire fire in sports history. I can't think of a collapse of a team that was supposed to do something uh, like the Edmonton Oilers. Obviously, we're talking about a, a team like the Oilers who uh, just – can't get it going and everything else firing the coach. We talked about it at length, but they uh, they hit a new low last night. We'll get to them in half a second, but let's go through some teams that are not are not making the playoffs here. We already know the uh, the San Jose Sharks. They're in a in a mode right now. They're 0 9 on the road. They've got they got a plus or minus 55 goal differential, which uh, which is kind of a it's it looks worse than it actually is. They had those two games where they lost to Vancouver, uh, lost 10 1 to Vancouver and 10 not to San Jose. So there's uh, there's 19 goal differential right there. So the the other 36 came about in their other games. But San Jose Sharks are in a rebuild mode uh, uh, still. I don't know how you can call it a rebuild mode when they've never really done anything. They've been close, but no cigar for a lot of years. Having a comp chance, they haven't, they've been to a cup final once in the Joe Thornton years and the Patrick Marlowe years. And they haven't uh, got anything uh, accomplished at all in that franchise. Yeah, it's, it's been a nice story for a lot of years. They used to sell that building out. Now the, the crowds are diminishing everything else. Mike Greer's got a got a tall, a tall order on his hands. That team not make the playoffs this year, next year, or the year after. They are absolutely atrocious. Uh, I don't know what you're, what they're planning on doing there, how they can get it better, because I don't think you can go from from uh, a record like that with three wins so far in the season to being a competitive next year or the year after. They're three or four years away from doing anything. My advice to uh, to Mike Greer would probably be to uh, take uh, Soupy Campbell out of Edmonton's hands and, and trade uh, trade Mackenzie Blackwood to the Oilers. They're not going to help the Oilers season any, but it'll uh, guarantee when you if you put uh, Campbell in net in San Jose, you're not going to win any more hockey games the way that guy plays goal. He actually ended up getting a shutout a couple nights ago uh, in the minor in the minors for Bakersfield, but he He's uh, just not the guy they thought they would. They could dump some salary. The Oilers could. They could have a, a, a trade de- deal. Blackwood would get some confidence back in his game. He might might be a goaltender for the Oilers next year. He's not a guy for this year, but that's something that Mike Greer is my advice to Mike Greer. I don't know why he would take my advice, but just one of those things, one of those deals that I would make to make sure that your team is that stay, that's mired in last place. Only two like two games, uh, only two games behind the, the other team. That I'm going to talk about here in half a second as well, but uh, they. Um, I don't understand how these teams can pretend to be in a rebuild when they, like I said, when they've never, they've never done anything. The foundation they say was there and it was never there. San Jose hasn't done a damn thing in their, in their entire time. It's in the national hockey league. They, they won a, a few rounds here and there, but in general, that's nothing. Uh, winning around here, winning around there. Mediocrity breeds mediocrity. We say it all the time. And the San Jose Sharks have admired mediocrity for a very long time. And uh, to say you're, you're rebuilding, what are you rebuilding? It's, it's going to be the same exact same team for a long time. you got to break it right down to maybe that's what they're doing. Break it right down to absolutely nothing and not to rebuild, but actually build. Uh, and that's where the San Jose Sharks are right now. So that's one team. Everybody knows that they're, they weren't uh, going to be a playoff team this year by any means. Uh, number two on the list, uh, obviously, uh, everybody was 
kind of saying that, that the Chicago Blackhawks, there was high hopes for them this year. And I was saying, you guys got to got to hit the brakes a little bit. Uh, yeah, they went out and got Connor Bedard, who's got, I think, got his 10th goal last night or two couple nights ago. It doesn't much matter. But uh, Chicago Blackhawks are a team that are, are a long ways away from being any good. Uh, Bedard's got, he's going to get his points. He probably a 40 40 to 45 goal uh, guy this year. He's already got the 10, like I said, but the the rest of the team hasn't done anything behind them. They they, they, they don't uh, they don't defend well. They don't stop many pucks. They don't do anything else well. Uh, yes, Taylor Hall got hurt, so he was out for a, a considerable amount of time. I think he was out six or seven games. I think he's back now, but that team was supposed to be a little bit better, but I don't think that they were uh, I don't think that they were going to be any good in, in my realm of thinking. People thought that they were going to just uh, jump on, like with getting Felino, getting Hall, and then and Corey Perry, who's a good mentor for for Connor Bedard, having a decent hockey team there, but they're they're just a bad hockey team, and they they aren't going to do much this year or next year. They're another team that has to find a way to build around Bedard. You're going to have a situation that you have with Bedard that they have in Edmonton now. We'll get to them obviously in, in a second, but that team in Chicago is bad, and then losing last night to Columbus, who's another bad hockey team. That we'll talk about them in, in a few minutes too, but. You lose 7-3 to the Columbus Blue Jackets, who absolutely are terrible. That doesn't show much for your hockey team as well. So the Chicago Blackhawks are another team. They're a few years away from doing anything. Bedard's going to get his points, and that'll be about it. And that's going to be it for, it for a couple of years. I don't know what you're going to do there with that franchise. And and get, getting the, the first overall pick, it, it means that your team was really bad. And then have, uh, being able to improve your team quickly, is, is it's, a, it's a tough order when you uh, when you break it all down to, to get to when you're that bad to try to get to the next level, which is just the playoffs and not even a championship. There's three or four different levels of the National Hockey League that you try to get to, and the Chicago Blackhawks are at a, a, a low level. Five wins this season so far. They just aren't getting it done. Uh, number three, a team that's just admired in mediocrity, like the, I wrote about that article that we did for the uh, on the Columbus Blue Jackets. I wrote for the for our for our website. Uh, Minnesota Wild aren't too too much different from being a uh, a team mired in mediocrity and obscurity. Uh, what name something that the Minnesota Wild have ever done? They are they're a bad hockey team once again. They're only a couple of games under. 500 and they went over to Europe and they lost a couple of games this shooter. I get that, but that team is just not very good. They haven't done anything. They have, have really haven't been relevant uh, since coming to Nash Hockey League. I don't know how many years ago now, uh, but they're not a new hockey team. Like, they're not a, the, the expansion uh, label has been taken off of them a long, long time ago. The only thing that team has going for them is uh, Zuccarello's got, I think, got 19 points so far, and they have uh, uh, Mark Andre Fleury who's playing out his career right now. Uh, Dean Everson's probably going to get fired this week or next week. It's just one of those things that's going to happen. They're going to to blame it on the coach once again, but that team is not built very well. It's just a, a bad hockey team in a great hockey market that just hasn't been able, been able to get it done. It's too bad that a guy like uh, Mark Andre Fleury, who's probably playing out his Hall of Fame career uh, the next uh, few months or so, will be all, all over but the crying for him that he won't get a chance to do anything in the playoffs and uh, go out on his career on a bit of a whimper. And it's too bad that guy, like a good guy like he is, isn't going to get a chance to compete for a Stanley Cup because uh, the guy can still play goal. The guy's still a top tier National Hockey goaltender, not one of the best in the league by any means, but we'll actually gonna talk about that tomorrow. I was watching Overdrive yesterday. They were talking about uh, the lack of uh, uh, gold, uh, Canadian goaltenders around the National Hockey League. So maybe we'll do, I'll do a little expose on that one tomorrow for everybody. But it's uh, it's. Uh, it's a sad sight to see uh, Mark Andre Fleury going on, like I said, on a whimper on his career, uh, Hall of Fame career, in, a, in a, with a team like Minnesota, who just has no direction, no force, no nothing going for them, and it's the players and the team that's constructed around them. 
Uh, next team that's not making the playoffs, I don't think it's anybody any surprise, even though, they, like I said, they got the win last night against Chicago Blackhawks 7-3, and Patrick Lyon, got himself out of the press box. He should keep his yap shut. He, uh, he said, I don't know how anybody gets uh, chances uh, eating popcorn in the press box. Well, you know what? Play better, and you, you, you won't get, uh, you won't get uh, led to the press box. You won't be sitting up there. They won't give you a, a press pass. That's on you, Lyon, so shut your yap. But uh, that's one team that's just, uh, they, they are going absolutely nowhere, and it was a wreck, like the, the article I wrote for the 1420sportsbar.com. Make sure you guys go check that out because it, it just goes to show that a team that's just bad with no direction year in, year out, and they started off with Babcock as the coach, and he didn't come out, and it was uh, it was doomed from the, from the get-go. Uh, Boone Jenner scored a goal last night. He's a, he's a good hockey player. He's not a great hockey player, uh, and that's just a team that, that it is. And uh, Johnny Goudreau, they, they gave him a bunch of money and they shouldn't have, and it's on and on it goes with that hockey team. They just don't score enough goals. Line A, they gave eight and a half to, and he's not going to get he's not going to get you thirty. He won't even get you twenty. So that's uh, that, that's where your, your season is right there. So that's another team that is not making the playoffs tonight. I'm going to I'll put a guarantee on that one. Uh, another one that I that's playing above their head right now, but I don't think that they're playoff bound by any means. And this isn't a shot to a team that's playing uh, pretty decent hockey. Is the the Montreal Canadiens only one game under five hundred? Right now, it's a team that, like I said, they're playing over their heads. And Martin St. Louis got that team rolling pretty good. Uh, all things considered, they 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 can score. They can score like nobody's business. Uh, Cole Caulfield's a hell of a hockey player. He uh, then a rejuvenated um, a hockey player in uh, Sean Monahan from Calgary. He's uh, looks like he's playing a lot better hockey. Seems healthy and everything else. So he's he, like I said, he's playing a little bit rejuvenated. He's got that team going in the right direction. He's a good leader. Uh, he's a good player, and he's got he's got that team going a little bit for him. The problem is they. They just can't stop stop hockey pucks, and they can't keep the puck out of their net. They don't they, they don't defend well. They got a young defense that isn't great. They should maybe look at trading Jake Allen too, because all of a sudden you have these teams on the bubble, and we talk about this a lot. You get these teams on on the uh, the proverbial bubble, and they they think they're playoff teams. They think they're pre- pretty good, and all of a sudden they start to believe in themselves too much, and then uh, maybe like an injury comes up, and then you get a guy coming from the minors, and he comes up and he plays a little bit over his head for a few weeks. They score some goals and they de- de- defend well and whatever else. All of a sudden you find yourself on that playoff bubble and you end up getting a mid a mid-tier draft pick and a mid-tier draft pick after the top five you might as well be drafting second rounders and third rounders and that's because it's just a crapshoot after that so you, you got to really watch how many hockey games you win this time of year yeah you don't want to mail it in yeah you want to compete and everything else but you really got to make sure that your team uh, doesn't win too much because you win too much all of a sudden you get uh, the young guys believe and all of a sudden the young guys start playing a bit harder if you get the old grizzled vets who uh, don't mind losing and say you know what we're not going to make the playoffs might as well uh, call her good now, and that's where the Montreal Canadiens are right now. Uh, another team that's playing pretty decent. They they got to a really bad start, and I, I hate to see another Canadian team out of the playoffs. But they, I, I think that the Flames aren't making the playoffs. Yes, they uh, they're playing a lot better hockey right now. They're a couple games under 500, and they've lost three games in in, uh, in in the shootout so far this year. Tough one against the Islanders on Saturday night there, but. You got to think that the the Flames uh, brass is thinking let's sell sooner rather than later and see what we see we can't uh, regroup right now and not make the playoffs and not be that mid tier guy and I think that Craig Conroy is kind of on board with that because uh, Chris Tanev is on on the uh, the hot seat there he's an unrestricted free agent and he'll probably be uh, seeing uh, different pastures soon I would think and then uh, you, uh, Nikita Zadorov asked for the trade and everything else uh, so I think you're going to see him being dealt sooner rather than later Toronto seems to be the uh, the front runner to go. Uh, 
hopeful for these two guys to both go to to uh, Toronto to uh, see if they can can't win a, a couple of rounds in Toronto. But I think that it'd be in Calgary's best interest right now to see what the young guys got, see what the but the, the, get rid of your older guys, dump those contracts now and get something for those guys before you lose them for nothing. And it's one of those things you hate to see it because Calgary's uh, playing better hockey. The young guys are playing pretty good. They're they're, they're scoring some goals, but you, you got to think that they're uh, they're going. And there's rumors that that Noah Hannafin he. Uh, Ref, not refused, but they, they had a contract offer that was really, really good. Eight and a half uh, by five, I think I heard. Uh, that. But he said, no, thanks, bye, see ya. So I deal him too. I would get rid of those three guys, not now, but right now, and then see what your young guys got and get into that situation where you're not winning too many hockey games because that that's uh, that could be trouble. You don't, you, you don't want too many young guys believing in themselves. Like, hey, you don't want to beat beat people down. Like, I'm not, uh, I'm not saying that, but you don't want to see too many guys uh, winning hockey games and too many guys believing in themselves, and it's, uh, it's something to see. Uh, another team that's on the bubble. You thought they'd be a lot better, uh, but they're not making the playoffs once again because they're just not they're they're just not playing good enough hockey, and they don't have anything going for them. Is the, the Buffalo Sabers? They've been threatening for a lot of years now to to do something. Dylan Cousins uh, used to play here in Lethbridge actually for the Hurricanes. He um, he seems to be taking a, a bit of a step back and hasn't really jumped up to uh, to that next level like they hoped. And they, they can't get a goal. Uh, they can't get a save out of that Devin Levi. Why do they keep giving him chance to play net? I, I don't understand. He's got a three five goals against the average, 870 uh, save percentage, and that's just not good enough in the National Hockey League. That's a barely good enough in the Alberta Junior Hockey League. So, uh, Levi's got to find a way to, to, to make some saves. Yeah, you want to see what they got. Yeah, you don't want to give up on a on a young goaltender, but he's just not been good enough for that hockey team and puts them behind the eight eight ball a lot, and it's just one of those situations where they're just not not good enough at all. Uh, Rasmus Dahlin's a hell of a player. Uh, they're they're, uh, they're they're better than they used to be, but they're still not going to be a playoff team. They're not better than the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're not better than the than the Flyers. They're not better than the Rangers. They're not better than the Islanders. And th- th- those are the th- those like the, the teams that are guaranteed. So that's the three teams right there that are guaranteed to make the playoffs. They're not better than Tampa Bay. They're not better than than Florida, and and they're not better than Toronto. So I just think how many teams right there that the Buffalo Sabers are not going to surpass. So they're they're out of the playoffs. And uh, I guess we be we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up with the. Uh, the biggest tire fire in professional sports history. Uh, last night was another embarrassing loss, this time in Carolina. I watched that game at length. Uh, we were out and about, but I would make sure my eye eyeballs were tuned onto it no matter where we were. Went to a went to a gala last night. There was a, a gala here in Lethbridge, so we were out and about and had some had some cocktails and everything else. It was a lot of fun, but uh, that, that Oilers can get back to them. Uh, right from the get-go, it was, a, it was an absolute train wreck. You had Stuart Skinner wiping out on the ice when he stepped on there, and he was falling all over the place, and that happened during the game as well. And then you had Darnell Nurse taking a, a puck off the grill and off the face and uh, in warm up when they skate around without a helmet on, which is you know which is odd because the guy doesn't have any hair, so going for a hair skate was kind of kind of ridiculous. But no no helmet warm up. And I think that's, that's going to become a thing of the past. We're just going to say you know what this isn't a thing anymore. He was bandaged up and everything else, and things went from really bad to, to worse. And four he gave up four first period goals in an awful hurry. Skinner got pulled again, and it's just on and on it goes. And you looked at you looked at rookie coach uh, Knobloch there, Chris Knob no, yeah Chris Knobloch. I think it is. That's right. Not Chuck Knobloch. He was a second baseman for the Twins and the and the Yankees. But you looked at Knobloch, and he's like, why did I take this job? Why am I here? Things were so much better in Hartford with the Wolfpack. I didn't have to worry about my job and get fired and everything else. Like, you always want to get that first that first opportunity, but it didn't turn out well for Knobloch at all. Uh, that team looks bad. Uh, Drysaddle's got to pick his lip up. He's got to start playing hockey. I would trade him. 
Like I, this, it might sound ridiculous, but the the season is so far gone for the Edmonton Oilers. Now they're not making the playoffs. They're not making a run. Everybody can't, like people lately have been saying, "Don't just wait, just wait, just wait." But you heard it here first in the fourteen twenty podcast that uh, that they weren't going to make a deal. I told everybody that, that they would win those first first two games because it was Seattle and. And uh, I can't remember who it was who they beat when they went two in a row there. And I, t- I said they would go on this three-game road trip. They would lose all three, and they would not look good. And that's exactly what happened. I'm a soothsayer. I'm the Nostradamus of of uh, the sports podcast world. And that team just isn't good. And they're they're not going to come out of this uh, unscathed. I would I would trade Dry Saddle right now. He's pouting. He isn't doing anything. Get something for the invest. Get something returning your investment. He's only got one year left on his deal, which is next year. This season's done. Go and trade him. Just say thanks. Bye. See ya. It's time to go and start start regrouping because that team is not good. Free up some cap space, get some get some uh, decent to mid players, get some guys that can help you on the back end because that's the problem there. That team is bad right from right from the and it's it's right from Ken Holland who's a lame duck GM. He doesn't have a contract after this this season. So Jeff Jackson, McDavid's old. Um, Old player agent, he's going to take over as the GM uh, next year. All signs are pointing that way. Uh, I, I can't see Knobloch coming back next year. It's an absolute disaster. It's an absolute wreck there in Edmonton, and that that might be. And I like to hear people's thoughts on that. Like, is this the biggest wreck in in sports history? Like, I know you, like a lot of uh, people who watch the show down in the states, they they're not hockey guys, so probably not even listening to this. But I just want to know what what a bigger wreck in sports history would be. I can't think of one that a team was poised to do something and do something well and and to win a championship and everything and how it just went so terribly bad and how everybody was so wrong. And, and that's the biggest thing, how everybody could be so wrong about this team. And, and nobody really has an answer for it. And it showed again last night. Like, you, you, you listen to different shows about, you know, it's the team, it's this and that. No, it's the goaltending. They're, they're not getting a save, and you can't blame it all on the goaltender. But last night, Skinner, did, he was flopping and flailing all over the place, and he looked terrible. He looked absolutely terrible. There was probably two or three – more goals that should have went in that that he, that he was whiffing on. He was terrible. Dry settles terrible. Like the whole thing. It's it just blow it up, blow it up. I trade him. I would trade him right now. Like and if McDavid wants to pout, trade him too. Fuck it. Like there's the first swear word at 9:54 a.m. on uh, on uh, Thanksgiving Day here at 14:20 World Headquarters. Anyways, there are some teams that aren't making the playoffs. I think I named eight of them right off the hop that that are out out of the 30 teams out there in the National Hockey League. There's there's eight that aren't aren't in. Uh, you guys got some bubble teams still. You got Arizona who's kind of playing good hockey. Uh, Philadelphia's playing above their heads. You expect them to take a step back. I don't think they're a playoff team, but you, you just never know what what uh, Tortorella might do out there. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's you got eight teams that are already done. So there's a uh, a lot of trade pieces out there for a lot of these teams are out there that uh, might be looking to to make things uh, worse for themselves so they get a, a better draft pick come June. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see hockey's in no hockey today, but football starts here in about uh, 45 minutes, I think it is. So, yeah, it should be an interesting uh, holiday for everybody, our friends down the States. And all weekend long, hockey gets going again tomorrow. 15 games last night, I think there's 16 tomorrow. Uh, so it's it kind of going to be a lot of fun watching a lot of hockey and everything else here at 1420 World Headquarters. And if you're going to go to a game, Make sure you use our friends over there at SeatGeek. Give Santa and his elves a break from the grind this Christmas season and ask for tickets from SeatGeek. SeatGeek has tickets for shows, concerts, and sporting events for around the globe. And by using promo code 1420POD, you'll save $20 on tickets. Tickets make for great stocking stuffers and gifts. So get go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app for all of your ticket needs this holiday season. And use promo code 1420POD today for your Christmas ticket.
There it is, SeatGeek.com. Wonder how many times a day I say that SeatGeek, SeatGeek, SeatGeek. But there it is, pounding people's heads. It's uh, one of those things. Thank you very much for, uh, for everybody who uses that to promo code and uh, saves themselves some money. And it uh, they help sponsors the show and everything else. But uh, let's get to birthdays and on this day and get everybody out of here and go enjoy the rest of your uh, your holiday there for all those down the states and for all those who are up in here in Canada. Make sure you listen later on. There we go. On this day in 1984, Boston College defeated the Miami Hurricanes 47-45 on the heels of Doug Flutie's 472-yard three-touchdown performance in front of 30,325 people at the Orange Bowl in Miami, Florida. The Hurricanes went into the game as six-points favorites over the 10th-ranked Eagles. Boston College jumped out to an early 14-0 lead before Bernie Kozar and the Hurricanes came back to tie the game at 14. Both quarterbacks had... Uh, Phenomenal games coming, uh, combining for 59 for 84 in completions and 919 yards and five TD passes in total. But it was Doug Flutie and the Eagles who would come out on top because with six seconds left and Boston College tra trailing 45-41, Flutie called 55 flood tip and he scrambled to the right and threw the ball for from his own 37-yard line into the waiting arms of Gerard Phelan for the 47-45 win and the legend of the Hail Mary was born. Flutie would go on to win the Heisman Trophy later on in that in December and one of the greatest plays in college football history right there so one of the memories and everything else uh, I don't re I don't recall it but you see it a lot on all the other uh, highlight highlight packs highlight highlight reels and everything else uh, you know that's uh, it's funny that like, you, you you see that hail mary I remember like the you playing schoolyard back when you were a kid and that was always the uh, just throw it just throw it just throw it and it never worked right but the, that was one where the Miami Hurricanes players kind of just thought it wasn't going to uh, to to it was going to happen they just went over their their heads and uh, Phelan was there to catch it and the, the rest is uh, as they say is history one of the greatest plays not just college football college football history but in uh, in football history so yeah there it was on this day in 1984 and happy 39th birthday to justin turner born on this day in 1984 in long beach california turner was drafted twice first by the yankees in the 29th round in 2005 and then by the cincinnati reds a seventh round of the 2006 draft out of cal state fullerton Turner was drafted to the Baltimore Orioles in December of 2008 as part of a deal that sent Ramon Hernandez to Cincinnati. Turner made his major league, major league debut on September 8, 2009 at Fenway Park, but he would get his first hit, his first major league hit, three days later at Yankee Stadium with a single to center field off of Michael Dunn. Turner would then move on to the Mets for four seasons and the 301 games at 265. Turner's career really began to uh, flourish after joining the L.A. Dodgers, hitting 156 home runs, 574 RBIs, and a 296 batting average in his nine years with the Dodgers. Uh, Turner played with the Boston Red Sox last season, hit 23 home runs, 96 RBIs, and a 276 batting average. Uh, happy birthday to two-time All-Star Justin Turner. There you see him getting the Grand Slam last season against the New York Yankees. Uh, you haven't talked about them for, for them for a while, but my heart rate's gone down quite a bit, so I, that's a good thing. Anyways, that's it for 1420 in the morning. Once again, happy Thanksgiving to all of our friends down in the United States and all our friends the Belly Up Network. I hope you guys are enjoying your day. Turn your microphones off and uh, just have a day and enjoy some uh, great meals, enjoy some great football, and uh, just be thankful for everything we're allowed to do. Uh, there's a lot going on in this world, and uh, hopefully uh, we can take a few moments to realize that you know things are things are actually pretty okay there's a lot of chaos but uh, we should be thankful for the uh, the good things not uh, focus on the negative there's my little sermon for the day here from 1420 world headquarters thank you very much for listening everybody and remember it doesn't matter where you are it's who you're with have a good day and we'll talk to you tomorrow you just listened to the 1420 sports bar podcast four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more we are part of the belly up media network let's get into it